Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. My name is Kirby Wood and I am the group's pastor here at Mariner's Church. And in this time, we love to equip you to have a great life group discussion with your group this week. So today I have with me Tim Lukai. Hey, Tim. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Yes, and Tim is our men's pastor, helping support all of the men's ministry, including all of the men's life groups. So if you are in a men's life group, today is a very special episode for you, but also know any man in any group is welcome to be a part of the incredible men's ministry that we have here at Mariners. So Tim, tell us a little bit about what's going on with men's, how are you feeling, and what is the future for this fall? Yeah, we just kicked off our men's ministry, and it was an incredible uh, last weekend on Saturday, we had uh, Fernando Arroyo, who's a, one of the men of Mariners over at our Tustin congregation. And we had all the co- congregation join us for a breakfast with 600 men, which is incredible. Awesome. So uh, we already had our first retreat of the year, which was the kayak retreat. That was in September. Uh, we have a barbecue next month on November 10th, which will have incredible barbecue, live music, and just tons of fun. So I'm really excited what God's already beginning to do in the lives of the men of our church. That's awesome. I couldn't wait. I'm jealous. I love barbecue. I am from the South myself. So I any chance, if you have any leftovers, please hit me up. <laughs> we will have amazing brisket burgers. Oh, oh my gosh. Stop. And there might be some leftover. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Well, you guys, today's discussion, um, as we look for it, Steve Bang Lee will be teaching at Mariners Irvine, which we are so grateful for him and the way that he teaches God's word. And so this week, week five of Big Problems, Bigger God is... I am overwhelmed, but God is alive and powerful. Tim, what's kind of your first reaction as I say that title? I just think that it's probably such a relevant mm-hmm. uh, emotion and feeling that so many of us are feeling. And that can come um, in moments of the day. It can come from or days at a time, weeks at a time or months at a time. Many of us feel very overwhelmed by the state of our world or the state of our personal life. And so it's very relevant for our groups to talk about what is what does it mean to be overwhelmed but yet trust that God is unbelievably powerful and ever present. I couldn't agree more. It's This is such an incredible one. I feel like I've been so grateful for this series and I know we talk about it each and every week, but it just feels like wow, I think that they couldn't have been more relevant to my life. And then we get to the next week and I'm like, oh no, this is, this one's more relevant to my life. And honestly, I do feel like that. This one, I am overwhelmed. I have felt that feeling before. I just actually started grad school this month. And let me tell you, overwhelm is a very common feeling I feel on a Sunday night when my paper is due at midnight. So (laughs) I, I'm sure there's lots of other things in this world and there might be big things or small things or whatever that cause yourself or group members in your group to feel a sense of overwhelmed um, or feel overwhelmed at different times. But, you know, we want to help, um, you know, really create space for each individual, their unique experiences and um, where they're at. So 
as we begin um, this discussion. I highly recommend reading through this little description here, um, but it really just starts out with when it rains, it pours, which I it says it aptly describes um, what we feel when we're overwhelmed. And I could not agree more. And hopefully that can kind of set the stage for you and your group. But we look to our first question here, lean in, which uh, Tim and I, we know we both agree that this was such a great question, right, Tim? So good, the movie one. The movie one. Yeah, so good. It says, what's a movie or show with a plot twist you didn't see coming? Make sure to give a spoiler alert warning before you share. So cheeky. I love it. <laughs> what do you think about that, Tim? Yeah. Um, m the immediate movie, if you know me, you know where I'm going, I <laughs> is going to be Star Wars yeah. Empire Strikes Back when it was the biggest surprise mm -hmm. in any movie in history. When Darth Vader tells his son Luke that he is his father. Uh, interesting thing so about true. this quote yeah. is it's the most misquoted movie line of all time. Right. Everyone believes it says, Luke, I am your father. It doesn't. Darth it just says, says, no, I am your father. I am your father. So Darth shocked Luke. He screamed. <laughs> no, he was so upset. No one saw that coming. That This came out in 1980. I was not even born yet. However, I was born soon. I wasn't shocked because at that point, it was a spoiler sure. in my, when I watched it. However, yeah, I mean, it was a big, it was a big shock. I was, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Yeah, and that's actually, I think, probably the hope for this question. As you think about plot twists, there's that initial moment of overwhelm. And so we're trying to help people in our group call back that feeling, especially for those who might be not in a season of overwhelm right now, but they're trying to remember. Also, as we think about a plot twist and we think about the overwhelm, but also kind of the... Um, the excitement or like the the reveal of something you didn't expect, which hopefully I my prayer is that this would start to illuminate for people, especially as you go through this discussion, that in a sense of overwhelm, when God gives us more than we think we can handle, but by his power, he's going to work something out um, for our good that we may or may not have seen coming. So I kind of like imagining that of like, okay, I think that this is crazy, but in, you know, who knows, in a year's time, this might be the thing in my life that I go, wow, God did something really crazy with that kind of like a great story i don't know does luke and darth at the end like have any reconciliation or no <laughs> is there any uh, of course oh yeah have you not seen Star Wars? i have but i'm like trying i'm like forgetting in this wow. moment yeah there's like a loving moment or yeah in the next movie return of the jedi <laughs> yeah luke eventually has a redemptive moment with his great father. and then i'm thinking all the way to the most recent one with kylo ren when it's like he has like this good side and mm -hmm. there's all these twists and things there's lots of twists lots of good twists we're not going to talk star wars with I you know, because it's I embarrassing could just keep going and but... you don't really know what you're talking about <laughs> well you know the last time we had you on here i pretended to know more about sports than i did yeah so you didn't i just like to pretend i know things about boys <laughs> that i don't so here we are but as we uh look down at God's word together and you will read 2 Corinthians out loud. This um, this scripture is just so incredible and I think it's, it's one of those that we don't often call on, but I think it's a good one um, to really study together. And rather than just saying, what do you see here? The question for you and your group is what do these things reveal about God's nature and list out the contrasts in the passage, which I think will be a really help, helpful indicator to really um, see what the scripture, its intended meaning is. What are you kind of seeing, um, um, Tim, as you look at the verse? Uh, well, the passage starting in seven 
I think through 18, the things that stood out as far as like what characteristics of God was revealed, isn't that what it says? Yeah. What things, what did these things reveal about God? Even those like contrasting elements and such. Yeah. I I think the first part, but not abandoned, struck down, but Mm. not destroyed. Yeah. Um, the first part talking about we are still hard pressed from every side, like, you know, um, the jars of clay. However, it's like, although whatever difficult situation, uh, God will not abandon us. Mm. Uh, he mm-hmm. will always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that mm-hmm. the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. So good. The reminder that regardless of how overwhelmed, how big of trial we're experiencing, yep. that our God will not abandon us. He will mm-hmm. not forget us. He is always with us. He will not forsake us. Um, we will never walk alone. And he is He is present. And so... Uh, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, that's that's the first part I got. I love that. No, and I, I think that's one of my fa- personal favorite promises from God is his presence with us regardless of any trial. Because I think what's so easy that people want to cling to is like, being with God means that everything will be happy and smiley and we'll have no problems. But this verse really points out like, we are afflicted or we are perplexed, we are persecuted. Like when these things happen, like, Yes, these things happen, but like you mentioned, they were not, um, we're not crushed. We're not in despair. Um, we're not destroyed. All of those promises. And it's not just because of us. It's because of God's presence with us. It's because um, of Jesus himself laying himself down and rising from the dead. I mean, we have that power within us. And so that um, extraordinary power um, really is hopeful. The extraordinary power is what we hope that the people in your group are able to see in this text, that it's not a promise of nothing bad will ever happen to you, but rather it's a promise that when bad things happen to you, God is at your side, um, which is such a sweet and beautiful promise. Um, As we look out, um, this question, as we know, helps people start to prepare for the look in question, but rather than going directly to the look in, we want to kind of you know, think outwardly and look at those in our lives or culture or things to kind of draw on how overwhelmed shows up or how this specific topic shows up in the world around us. And so I absolutely love this question as we think about those in our lives, but what motivates people to not give up when faced with adversity? Where have you seen people persevere through, through big challenges? I mean, I quickly just think about like, you know, like, superheroes or, or things like that or but like when it comes to the true motivations you know that people have what it, what it kind of comes to your mind Tim um things that things that they um think of or are motivated by uh, I've I've seen it probably a lot in motive people motivated by their loved ones by their family true, yeah by a life that they want to continue to live in in a health struggle of mm-hmm. I, I have friends that have um both fought and beat cancer and friends that did not and i've mm-hmm. lost friends that way however yeah you know they they that's why i even like like we say they're in a battle with yeah and so they have to persevere and and i think i've watched them be in motivated by their belief in jesus and they're motivated by i love my family i'm a i'm gonna fight hard for whatever mm-hmm. this may be whether it's a job loss a health struggle, uh, a loss of a friend. It's, it's, um, 
deep, mm -hmm. usually a deep motivation. Probably the yeah. one that will win every single time is family and loved ones. That's like good. that's, you know, yeah. and, and their faith and belief in Jesus, of course. But yeah, uh, I think that's, things, that yeah. can go hand in hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was also thinking in a negative sense and maybe not negative is the right word, but maybe those in our lives who don't know the Lord, like what might motivate them. I think there are people like I've thought of, um, it's not Michael Jordan, but maybe it's LeBron James. I'm getting back to sports here. Okay. Who like said, who was the basketball player that like said he was like, um, like he basically invited his old basketball coach, like to the big award that he got. And he said like, screw that guy, you know, like, because he never let me play. And it was his motivation all the time was to prove someone mm. wrong. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Oh, gosh. But you know, the, you, you know are the negatively affected. So that motivated you positively to work yeah. hard. Like, I know that there are some people in life that are so jaded and it's so hurtful, but like their story of success is oftentimes because someone like put them down. It's set up, so, set to prove someone wrong. Yeah, which is hard. But I also think this ties well into our next question here. What leads people to give up? when faced with a, a, a adversity and where have you seen it? Ugh, this one makes me like sad and hard as I think about those in my life who have given up on certain things. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I think probably a sense of just hopelessness in yeah. their, Ugh. which often can come with an identity of not believing mm -hmm. in themselves, mm -hmm. that they have what it takes, mm -hmm. that they are who God created them to be. Mm -hmm. And that, um, that probably also ties with their belief in God who mm -hmm. we were created in his image and yeah. how they just lose hope. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's, that's what came to mind. What about you? Yeah. No, I was thinking a lot about, and I we talked about addictions last week, but, or even just like hard times in marriages. I just think that in, in certain couples I speak with um, and whatnot, just like when there's just consistent patterns that just don't, don't break, you know, or even maybe patterns within yourself or patterns in your life where you feel like the same bad thing keeps happening to you. Just people, you know, veer off into to dark places of depression or other things like that, um, that really, because they're just sick of the monotony, you know, and I think that's, um, and I, it was interesting that we used the word persevere in the question before that, where I think that if our, if our motivation isn't rooted on something that's outside of this world, you know, it's so hard to persevere, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if, if your whole motivation is just built around a family member, but if that family member lets you down, then it, like everything falls apart. So I think it's so important, like where the motivations are tied to, because that's where your perseverance will come from, mm -hmm. um, kind of to your point. So um, hopefully in your groups, these kind of questions won't get too heavy, but they will help us start to analyze, okay, where have I as an individual maybe secured my motivations to the wrong things that will end up leading me astray? And so um, for this look-in question, you'll see what's something you're faced with that seems, seems too big to push through by yourself. And I love this because we're not just calling on um, you know, different, you know, calling on, you know, the one person who struggles with overwhelm, but you yourself, what's that one thing in your life that seems too big to push through by yourself? And I love the word, of course, by yourself here, because it really helps us key into the fact that the things that are feeling too overwhelming, hopefully, um, and not hopefully, but we can turn to um, God himself to, to persevere through these things with him. So. Mm -hmm. 
I think um, I was think uh, looking at the last part of the verse that we're looking at this particular mm-hmm. week. Yeah. And it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though mm-hmm. outwardly we are wasting away, yet in- inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs all of them so that we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I think this goes back to uh, thinking about life as uh, what scripture says is just but a whisper, but it's Mm -hmm. quick. It's but a vapor. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and so when we can have our eyes fixed on what is unseen, which is eternal things like a life with Jesus in heaven, Mm -hmm. without any pain, without any suffering, without any feelings of being overwhelmed, anxiety, depression, addiction, loss and when we can meditate on eternal things we can break through and not being alone one which is why life group leaders you're going to have this conversation so that they recognize they are not alone and their troubles may actually not be isolated Mm. and that actually oftentimes what happens in groups is validation of i am suffering with that too and so i think it's super critical to have this conversation i would note to you group leaders This might be a group that is heavy and that's okay. This might be a group where you bring out the Kleenex box because hopefully people are going to be honest, real, and vulnerable about how they're overwhelmed. And if they're honest, every single one of them Mm -hmm. has feelings of being overwhelmed in one way or another or their life entirely is overwhelming. And so I think it, it opens up the opportunity to shepherd and to love your group and your people well and it could really unite and bond your group in a way that is beautiful and maybe necessary for your group so it's good lean into that leaders so good i totally agree definitely i love the, the call to leaning into these moments and not pushing away especially as you think like we're in this together and we can also continue to pray for one another um, but as we look to lastly here, the rhythm reminder, I think this is so in line with everything you're, you were just saying, Tim. Um, but our rhythm reminder this week is worship. Um, and as we kind of continue to think, um, okay, how can we worship and celebrate who God is? Um, and that will hopefully help us look our, our, our look up and look turn our focus and eyes to the one who can save, the one who helps us endure. And like we continue to celebrate here today, um, the one who is always with us. And so let me just read this for you guys real quick. Um, We can worship God in many ways, like lifting our voices in praise, giving affirmations for how we see God in one another, and celebrating how he's been faithful to us. So today, um, reflect on times that you've seen the power of God at work in a difficult season, possibly the season that you just brought up earlier, and by focusing our affections on him, remembering how he has been faithful in the past, we can remind ourselves and one another that God is present and powerful through all of our struggles. So, End your time. I I will say I absolutely love, Tim, that you just read that verse for us. And so I would encourage everyone, maybe reread the end of that verse as you kind of come to the end of your time of worship. And in your prayers, you know, as you close out the group, maybe it's a good time to affirm who God has been to you guys in hard seasons and how he will continue to be there for you in the pressing um, season. So we love you guys. We're praying for you and hope you have a great week.